Hi, welcome to the Jordan Podcast. In an age of unlimited information and content, we want to equip you with a biblical perspective from members of your Jordan team. Hey Jordan, we are continuing in our series Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll in week two of our podcast. And I want to pose this question to our, our panel here today of what does it look like to be the church? Uh, nowhere in scripture do we see th- this concept of attending church, of really being a part of this weekly congregation where you come, you sit, you listen, you engage, you consume, and then you leave. But really it means, man, we are called to be the church. What does that mean for young adults in today's context? What does it look like to be the church? Yeah, I think some kind of like what you're saying is we can show up and almost like to whatever pastor or leader is before us or welcomer is before us and like kind of come with this like, what do you have for me today? Um, I love this verse from Ephesians 4. And I... I don't know. I just found it and thought it was interesting. So here we go. Uh, Ephesians 4, 11, it says, so Christ gave himself, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, like the leaders, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become more mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And I think sometimes we like, we take this like laity myth or like I'm, I'm just uh, like one of the people of, of the church. So I can kind of have this like lower expectation. And yet he says, actually, I gave the leader so that everybody, they could help shepherds that everybody could kind of be on this. There's not like a JV and a varsity on like being a Christian or something. Totally. And, and I'm even curious to hear from uh, Sarah and Natalie on this topic of you guys have grown up attending North Coast Church for sure, but also being active members of serving in North Coast Church, of being on staff um, on both ends of that spectrum. But in a day and age where the freeway system is available to us and, and we can kind of attend whatever church we want to, whether it be a weekend or a midweek, and then consume online stuff, what what does that look like to to be a part of the church and not just attend a church or, or church shopping? I feel like that's a very popular concept, especially within the Jordan. We've got plenty of people driving from all over because we have this amazing young adults program that might be getting fed by a different church or attending a different church on the weekends. Tease that out for me. What does that look like? Like everything else in our life, we go to the store or we attend something and it's that period of time that we're there and present or at a concert and that's what you're doing. But what's helped my perspective with being the church has been that kind of family aspect of it where it's not just a, some, a switch that gets turned on and off but something that is a way of life. Right, like you're still the church when you are in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. When you go to the grocery store, that doesn't have anything to do with your identity. It's so easy to compartmentalize life though, right? Like I forget about that all the time. I remember this last year I was voting in line, especially in North County and especially at North Coast Church. If you rub shoulders with people, I was in a voting line and somebody was like, oh, North Coast Church. And it's uh, in my mind, I was almost like, no, I'm I'm voting right now. Like I'm (laughs) I'm I'm not a church, I'm voting. And yet- there's so much of my life that I compartmentalize and go, mm. yikes, no, like I'm I'm the church. I'm not just attending a building, I'm not just attending a place. I'm, I'm representative of something so much bigger than myself. If, if, North, if church is something that I attend, if North Coast is something I attend, then when I'm not there, what am I? Nat, I want to ask you a question um, specifically. Do you think you can be a Christian and simply attend church? I think I'd say no. I think the the purpose of church is 
not to attend. Like you said, it's like where we do family. So there's no part of like being a guest long term and you're like, well, you're part of my family, but you act like a guest. You never help with chores. We do everything Mm -hmm. for you. And that's like a huge mindset shift. Then church starts to do its job. Like it serves us the way God intended it to. He never intended it to be like a once a week buffet that you get full on and then you kind of exist off for the next week. But it's supposed to be sanctifying and growing and teaching. And there's no such thing as a bad sermon. If it's God's word being taught, it doesn't return void. But we kind of, like you said, we go like, what do you have for me this week? And we go... I didn't really like what he said or I didn't really like get much out of that. Like we kind of when you set it up that way, then church can like fail on certain weeks or like not deliver versus on the other side going, no, I I'm part of this family. So I show up and I serve. I grew in like my humility this week or whatever that might be. That's so good. I think, you know, today it's different than 2000 years ago when we got our Bibles. But when the letters are written to the churches in the New Testament, it's written to the, like, one city. There's one church in that city. So, like, mm. the book of Ephesus or the letter of Ephesus to the Ephesians, it's going to the one church that's in Ephesus. Mm. But now, like, kind of what Austin was saying earlier is there's freeways and there's, like, so many different options that we have. I think it, that kind of makes this interesting thing where it's, like, we're all little little Christians, whatever we're calling that, um, mm. out in the world, but also really do feel this call to be a part of a church community. And so how do we do that now when there's like so many places to find that? Like what, I don't know, what do you guys think is like the way to do that? Well, I think the the call to your point, Natalie, of saying like, what I don't think you can be a Christian, a, a little Christ and simply attend church is it, it's not a like, you're not a Christian, get out. I think it's an invitation deeper to go, yeah. you're, you're missing the core of what this is all about. Like you're For missing, sure. like come deeper, come come and drink, come and taste. And, and the fear with, with simply attending a church is then when there's not a church like North Coast that maybe has the powerful teaching and the lights and sounds and the incredible venues that you can choose from. You know, let's say you, you're in the military and you get taken to a different place and there's a, there's not the same level of powerful teaching or this the same, you know, uh, powerful worship I'm just challenged and I and I hope we as Christians realize like if we can fight that consumeristic mentality now then we attend that church going like this isn't my main source of feeding this isn't my main source of worship I attend and I'm a part of this church but I'm diving into God's word myself I'm I'm worshiping on my own and then I come to the church with a service mindset not a what do you have for me this week mindset or I didn't like that sermon or I got a lot out of it this week, or I didn't get out a lot out of it this week. I like this song. I don't like that song. Yeah, and it's the consumerism of the world that's kind of tainted that for us. Because then we also, like you said, we miss out on the joy of serving and knowing that if Jesus was a suffering servant on earth as a man and fully God, then we can be closest to him when we are practicing that service. And so we do ourselves a disservice when we're treating it as if we are only going to be consuming. I think something that's important to know, especially for like somebody of the Jordan, is that I think the Jordan serves a unique service to North County San Diego, that it does kind of provide a young adult specific learning environment and culture that's fun to be a part of. And so if you're coming to the Jordan and just an attender of the Jordan, that's not the only mark of places where you're finding the church. So if you're just coming and enjoying it and receiving and learning, this is a great place to do that. Mm -hmm. But our hope is that you, not our hope, I think that it's the Christian call, is that you are 
actively participating in a in a church family somewhere. 100%. And that doesn't necessarily have to be North Coast. We would love for it to be. We love that we're a part of North Coast Church. But if this is a place that we're just simply serving you and your church by providing mm. this, yeah. great. But you should you should have that somewhere. For sure. I got a I have a good buddy in North County who runs a young adults program on a different night and they get together in a really small context where they're able to dive into God's word around a table with like five or six people. And then those same people come and attend the Jordan. And, and I love that concept of partnering with the local church going, this is a service for that church to go, man, we do our own young adults thing on another night of the week where we get to be around a table, which we would never, we can't do that at the Jordan, right? Like we can't sit down with Christopher or with you, Paige, and, and just talk about a passage with, you know, seven of us, or unless it's in the context of a life group or something like that outside of a Thursday night. But I love that the Jordan serves that local church going, man, if you want to come be a part of corporate worship and corporate teaching and do your own thing on top of that because you're serving the local church. I think that's such a cool outlet. And, and I want to come back to you, Sarah, and just ask that question. What does it look like week in and week out? Where Maybe where are those some of the opportunities where Jordanites can dive into, whether it's North Coast Church or in the context of the church in North County, what are some of those ways to go, I don't simply want to consume church? Yeah, I think some of the tangible ways that we can be putting our faith into practice of being the hands and feet of Jesus and being in communion with the suffering servant and the God who came to serve man is like in high school ministries. There's so many ministries within the church, the big C church, whatever campus or whatever church you do call home, really churches where you're planting those roots, where you decide these are the people I'm going to be around. And no matter what they say or do, we're here to sharpen each other. And so I've experienced a lot of fruit from that by serving in high school ministry, by being in a position of leadership where I have no qualification to do that, but it's in an invitation to say, follow me as I'm following Jesus. And there's been great accountability that comes from serving in a ministry that serves a bigger part of the church. Absolutely. I, I love that. Come on, somebody, high school ministry. Um, I, I think for me, serving in a high school ministry absolutely does that for me. It puts the weight on my shoulders to go, I now have you know, a, a small group of young men that are looking to me and how I'm following Jesus. And I think there, there should be an element of that of every single one of us that are in attendance of church to go, I'm being poured into, and then I'm turning around and pouring into others, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because there's no outlet. Mm-hmm. It has the Jordan River flowing into it, and then it stops right there, and it's stagnant. And I think that's so true of a lot of us um, in the church if we don't have that outlet to go and serve of we're coming every week, we're engaging in God's word, we're engaging in teaching, and then it stops with us. And I, and I think the call is specifically with junior high ministry, high school ministry, um, a sixth grade ministry on another campus to go, man, how do I be somebody that sits under teaching and then turns around and teaches those under me in humility, right? How often do you get asked a question and go, shoot, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now I'm challenged. And I love that you saying like, I don't have those qualifications. And yet that's the, that's the call to serve. Natalie, as somebody who's been a, a part of high school ministry for so long, what's, what's that been like for you serving in the context of high school ministry, changing the lives of so many um, young women, young adults, and, but also being somebody who sits under teaching and is being poured into on a, on a constant basis? Yeah, I think at this point in my life, it's a like necessity. It's a level of accountability and like proof that God's word is working and active in my life because I am constantly convicted by what I am putting out there into my students' lives or what they're being challenged in is 
reflected again to like, oh, these are lessons God's bringing back around in my life. There's nothing quite like that. And um, so it's almost like created this need to be in this discipling and also still being discipled kind of role in the middle for the rest of my life, that that's something that I need. And I think even beyond that, you know, we're in seasons where we're getting poured into and fed. And sometimes it feels like, like for the new mom, even in certain situations, you're like, I'm, I'm pouring out cause I'm home with my kids or I've just moved and I'm an RA and I'm pouring into my, you know, my roommates. I'm just attending church cause that's all I can really afford to do. It seems like too much to commit to this big, like I want to do four years with these students kind of thing. But I think sometimes that like it does rob us of that gift of serving at church. And I think it's just do something like we desperately don't want to be the dead sea in that scenario. So I'll volunteer to do the coffee team for the three months that you're here for the summer. Or when you show up, just, I think there's like a posture that's different when you feel like you own something versus they're here to serve me. And I think it might be something that's just been ingrained in me because I've been doing this for so long. But even when I visit a new church, I like can't help. But when I notice a new person walk in the room and I'm like, no one's talking to them. I need to go talk to them. If you feel uncomfortable when you walk into the Jordan, instead of looking for someone to come welcome you, we got to turn around and go like, if no one's going to welcome anyone, if I don't start doing it. And even that starts to like take ownership. And we're, it's again, pouring out, serving, being the kind of family community that we want it to be instead of waiting for someone else to do it for us. For sure. I think too, sometimes we look for like, where is the perfect program that fits my schedule and Mm -hmm. that fits like exactly what I'm looking for. And I think that you would be so surprised if you talked to a leader and was like, Hey, I have, I have this thing that I'm good at, or I have this thing that I can do or like, Hey, I have this resource. Is there any way that I could be of help or use this here? And, Mm. you know, sometimes you might find out that you actually should adjust and figure out a different way to serve. And sometimes you'd be surprised. Like today I got an email asking for like, do you know anybody who could come do some admin work for our safety team and serve? Like there's just always like opportunities that don't require you to be that don't need you to be the like, I'm a crazy youth ministry person who likes to dress up in costumes and drink Gatorade. (laughs) I don't know what they do. Matt, to point out something you were saying, it seems as though service, according to the Bible, should be an attitude that we maintain rather Mm -hmm. than something we clock in and out of. Like when you're attending an event to be on the service team, it's not that I clock in and show up at the right time and then I'm serving the Lord and then I clock out and I'm no longer a servant of God. If Christ is in me and I'm redeemed and it I'm being made new every day, then servanthood should really be something that I exhibit in all aspects of my life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's like you, you didn't, you didn't smile at me this week. Well, I'm actually not on the welcome team this week. <laughs> yeah, you know, like totally. What, what it doesn't, you don't show up on your team on your night where you're on the coffee team or the welcoming team ready to do that. That might be the specific area that you serve in, but absolutely as we show up. And I think if we all adopted this mindset, I really think it would drastically change the local church. Let me ask this question of those that are already actively serving, um, maybe interns that are in our high school ministries, people that are engaging in this podcast because they want to take that next step. What do you think it looks like to serve from health, from a place of health, rather than serving from a place of striving, earning, proving, climbing the Christian ladder, if you will, of going, well, I'm going to start in junior high and then I'm going to work my way up to 11, 12 or to thrive or whatever it may be going, I'm, I'm striving, I'm earning, I'm proving. How do we serve and maintain an attitude of service rather than getting to that point where it becomes about me and almost this pride issue? 
Man, I wish I could just look you in the eyes and just encourage you to take a deep breath. That's what I want to do for you. Um, yeah, it, I feel like we can, that's probably personally one of the biggest things that I can do is one minute I can be doing my service unto the Lord, filled by the Lord, not not needing recognition and not needing glory. And then I get one compliment or one like at a girl and then I'm like, oh yeah, that made me feel good. And then I start doing the same thing again where I'm starting to chase whatever I think I can earn from God or from other people. And it's, it can just happen so quick. And that's honestly, that's nobody's fault, but my own and like my flesh. And I can really quickly want to like blame a culture or blame a people, but I've like been so convicted by the, by Jesus's thing. Like, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny themselves, pick up your cross and follow me. And I think that I've, I've considered what it means to deny myself something. And I'm like, I'm going to deny myself of things but God is just simply asking us to deny myself. I always love John chapter 3 when John the Baptist's disciples are looking at people starting to follow Jesus. And they're like, wait, what about us? Like we were in the limelight for a hot second and it felt good. And John the Baptist's answer is just so beautiful. He just goes, it's, I must become less. He must become greater. I must become less. And he uses an analogy of a wedding going, I'm not the, the bride. I'm not the bridegroom. This isn't about me. I'm a, I'm a groomsman. And I just imagine the the horrible moment of being at a wedding, thinking that you're the bride or you're the groom, and then watching the actual bride and groom walk down the aisle and go, oh, like I thought this was about me. It's like taking the podium and then them putting the, the medal on somebody else's neck going, oh, <laughs> like I was about to give my, you know, waves to the crowd. But the, there's a beautiful moment when you're the groomsman and the bride and groom walk down the aisle or you're a bridesmaid and the bride and groom walk down the aisle and you go like, Mm. You're, it's pure celebration. And that's what John's all about in that moment. And I think that one of the keys to not striving, earning, proving is actively reminding yourself, you're the groomsman, you're the bridesmaid, or you're a friend sitting in the crowd going, I get to do the standing ovation. Sarah, uh, coming over to you, what does that look like? As somebody who has been on both sides of the equation, you've been on the service side, you've been on the volunteer side, you've been on the paid staff side, you've been an intern how do you maintain humility and an attitude of service instead of that striving, earning, proving? To be honest, I don't. On my own, I don't maintain an attitude of humility. It seems like it's a constant thing because it feels like church leadership is an area where pride can hide just as well. It's almost just displaced. I need to be spending just as much, if not more, time with the Lord in secret, in a, in a quiet place by myself than I am on stage or when I'm in charge of leading a group of people mm. because I'm going to be running on empty pretty soon if I don't. That's so good. That's so good. I think I, I heard Megan Fate Marshman say, I'm, I, maybe it was somebody else, but she said prayer in private places prepares us for ministry in public spaces. Nat, you taught about this, uh, man, I, I, I want to say it was like two years ago and it, it still rocks me pretty consistently, but you taught out of uh, John 15 where Jesus says the word abide 13 times and talking to his disciples and he's, he's really giving them this recipe for what it looks like to have a relationship with him. But it comes on the heels of John chapter 13 and John chapter 14, and it, where Jesus is talking about service. And he gives them this command, says, a new command I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. That the newness is found in his service, right? As he wraps a towel around his waist and serves his disciples. John 14, he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And then John 15, abide. Uh, so much of abiding is service, right? That's the line mm. that you said in that message a couple years ago of you just said, so much of abiding in God is service. How does that play out in your life? 
staying so tied to God's love, like really just seeing myself as a vessel that has nothing to pour out and staying so securely in what God has done for me. You know, there's nothing more that he can do for me. I just want to stay covered in the fact that he did everything for me and I get to serve him like, or what Sarah's saying. Like I, I keep going over this thing. I think this year for myself, like the Holy spirit is big and can do great things. He really doesn't need my help, but I'd want desperately to be in the room to watch what he does. And so just continuing to place myself in that position where I get to abide, like I get to be in that room to see the cool things that God's doing. And that's, that's really what God calls us to. That's where like abundant life happens. Absolutely. I love that. I love this conversation. And just as we close here, because it's, there is no one exempt from this conversation, right? Whether you find yourself as somebody who's just checking out church or you're kind of the longtime Christian coming back to church, there, there really is that challenge to be the church, don't just attend church, to engage, to serve, whether it's here at North Coast or a local church that you're attending on the weekends. Would that not just be a, a check mark? Would that not just be a showing up, sitting down, engaging in a sermon and worship? But would you actively serve? Would you take that opportunity? And to the person who's been serving for a long time, man, it, it would, would this be something that maybe a heart check? I know it is for me and I hope it is for a lot of us as we seek to serve and not just strive and earn and prove. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.